0: Bay frontier. These are the voyages of the podcast Captain Slug. Its ongoing mission, to explore strange new episodes, to seek out new jokes and new references, to split infinitives that no one has split before. Captain Slug, Stardate 65. I'm Eddie, this is Mark. Um I'm not gonna ask how you are, Mark. Let's just talk about Indiana Jones.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you've come here uh for this week's episode of Star Trek Chat, uh, look, aliens look, we're we're all different from each other, alright? Some things some things that you might think are acceptable, other people don't think are acceptable. Sometimes you might get replaced by an almost identical facsimile That isn't. That just isn't quite right. Yeah. These are things that you're just going to have to deal with, and just go with your go with your gut, right? Yeah. And the aliens might claim it's for science, but really, it just falls
0: into the category of Star Trek. Of, <laughs> Star Trek. Sometimes that exists. Sometimes super powerful
1: aliens are just dickheads. <laughs> Beverly clearly gagging for it.
0: Yeah. Picard sings, but also he doesn't because it's not Picard. No. Nah. And a big alien appears who isn't one of the aliens that stabbed Picard in the chest, but looks very similar. Very cool
1: alien design. Yeah, great. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. F- fuck up. Uh, it's it's fine, right? It's, if you if you like if you're like looking for one to watch over dinner or while you're tidying the house, I pick this one. I don't know. Right. anyway, so. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, um,
0: hopefully, by the time this goes out, you've had a week, so I, oh, I think we full can keep, spoilers. Yeah, this is going to be full spoilers because no... I think mainly what I think we both want to discuss is pro- probably the last twenty
1: minutes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I have a billion thoughts. Uh, I... I can
0: pinpoint the exact moment this movie fully went off the rails, right? <laughs> and it's it's when they're uh, by the tomb of Archimedes, and um, Archimedes has got a wristwatch on, right? That <laughs> yeah. is the exact moment this went
1: completely tits up. <laughs> I, I think for me it was. Um... <laughs> Right, so... Right, so... We all went a bit mad uh, when the, the first trailer for this came out. And we pulled the bag off of Indiana Jones's head and, oh my God, it's 35-year-old Harrison Ford. How have they done this? This is incredible. This is basically magic. That's when we all should have went, right, clearly they want us to all be really impressed by this one shot of that thing. Because... <laughs> The rest of it is unbearable. Like, the first... So, we all know the formula of an Indiana Jones movie, right? Which is, we come in, he's nearly finished a previous adventure, um, he does that for a little bit, we kind of catch up, and then something happens, which will be the exciting incident of the next adventure, bam, right, straight into it. This one, weird. Um, because that <laughs> that sequence lasts is like a third of the movie.
0: Yeah. So um, I watched the Red Letter Media review of Dialysis Day, and they point out, say something, and I'm not, I don't even particularly doubt it. Which is Mike says, I think it's half the runtime of Temple of Doom. <laughs> I think it might be.
1: Yeah. It's so shockingly of bad. It's a snappy
0: movie. It gets going. Right. First of all, this movie is two hours and twenty minutes long, and it should be an hour Jesus. shorter. Yeah. Right. And um, what I was going to say is, with the digital de-aging, here's the thing. That technology is very impressive, and it is 95% of the way there yeah. to being incredible. But the 5% that it's not really reminds you of how bad it is. And in addition to that, what nobody's worked on is digitally de-aging voices. So 35-year-old Harrison Ford. And also, by the way, it shouldn't be 35. 35- 35-year-old Harrison Ford is Raiders indie. This is ten years later. This should be Indiana Jones about the period of Air Force One. This should be Harrison Ford that age. So he looks too young, um, but yeah, no, he, he walks like an old man. He talks like an old man, but he looks, but he has the face, just the face, and he wears a lot of very high collared things. I
1: imagine the neck is the gateway. Like if you ever need to know someone's true age, <laughs> look at their neck. <laughs> it was the, it was the voice. It was the voice that really got me right. Because it's like, I, I I I know what Harrison Ford in his 30s and 40s sounds like. I know that because I am a person with eyes, ears, and a brain <laughs> and a heart for Harrison Ford to infect, right? I have seen numerous, numerous, numerous hours of Harrison Ford in his 30s and 40s. I know what that's supposed to be, and this was not it. And the thing, like, here's the thing, right? So the idea is that the first half of the movie... Uh <laughs> is fucking Indiana Jones and Toby Jones, who actually I did think quite good on this.
0: Yeah, Toby Jones is good.
1: He uh he's back, it's like the dying days of World War Two. Um and uh fucking he's it's like a World War... Cause we cause you know, as I think I, I think they did mention this in the Red Light Media but We like we've never really seen Indiana Jones during World War Two. It's only no. just before and then like after. Yeah. Um so yeah, his adventures that's really cool, he goes and fights Nazis, great, fine, whatever, right. Um the, the 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 problem is, again, I'm sticking with the age thing, but there is a good reason. Harrison Ford is in his eighties, right? And the way that digital de aging works is or that doesn't. you or doesn't, <laughs> is that you are de aging the footage of that actual person. Right. Yeah. So the problem is what they did was they went, Oh, we've got Indy, we've got forty year old Indy here. Um, but he's still played by eighty year old Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. So he's like running around <laughs> like an eighty year old guy. Supposed to still be the dude from fucking Last mm-hmm. Crusade. And <laughs> the and they obviously um they've obviously noticed this, right? Because they sort of no one has said this but i know one i think i know enough about c g and and kind of compositing and stuff and enough to be like oh i think that's what they did um they seem to have digitally enhanced his movements <laughs> yeah. so he looks like um so without without going too far into it right the way that cinema works is is on frames per second usually twenty four frames per second right and then the the the, the the constant shifting of that is what causes the illusion of movement rather than just seeing 24 still images. But the reason that it's 24 fucking frames per second is basically because that's the minimum amount that our eyes need to make that illusion. But human beings don't move at 24 frames per second. We, in fact, move at whatever <laughs> frames per second wh- whoever invented this fucking simulation that we're in <laughs> decided, right? But the but when you animate things, you're still doing them in that number of frames per second in 24. So he he it literally looks like they've taken a character from like The Last of Us Part Two and made it interact with real people, and then went, "This is Indiana Jones, and he's fighting Nazis." Aren't you enjoying that? And I'm like, "No, I'm enjoying none of this, sir. <laughs> none of this. Like, I mean, I can we can we just fucking can we can we?" Right, I look, I've paid my money, alright. This might get better. James Mangold might have something to say about Indiana Jones. I'll find out in forty-five minutes when this fucking opening <laughs> sequence ends. But just just to really placate me, can you give me some John Williams? Oh, John Williams is also 205 years old. So, um So look, we got him to we got him to do the Raiders theme, right? You know you're gonna hear that occasionally. Um, but uh no is the answer yeah we'll give you little hints little hints nothing terrible boring uh fucking useless looking right and then oh everything about it was fucking garbage Uh,
0: (laughs) no see i don't come in as harshly as you i i
1: i i haven't i didn't think this until i started saying it out loud eddie the
0: beginning bit is too CGI and goes on too long. Right? That, like, but, you know, if, if you... if you There are other ways of doing this, but if you want to start your Indiana Jones movie with an action mo- sequence, it, Harrison Ford is 60. So, no, like, he's at 80. So, if you're going to... You can't start... There has to be a, a reason why he's getting involved in shit. So, yeah, you kind of have to do a... Here's what I would have done. I would have done an action sequence that didn't have Indy in it because Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in this and she's actually kind of great. I kind of like her in this. And if you'd had her like stealing something that like and getting in trouble and then she ends up in prison and then like Harrison Ford has to come bail her out because he's a godfather and then she goes, oh yeah, I've been trying to find this thing that you and my dad were looking into, but it was nicked by the Nazis. And then you go, actually, it wasn't it by the Nazis. I've got that in a
1: drawer, uh, <laughs> which is is what, what? happens with it. <laughs> right, so here's um here's my issue with Phoebe Waller Bridges in this film, right? And I'm gonna get this out straight at the top so that people can stop listening if they if if, if they can't see by flea bag or whatever, right? Phoebe Phoebe Waller Bridges is not hot. Right? Now that generally not a problem, right? That's fine. That's a fine way to move through life and even having a career in show business, right? A lot of people are not attractive. However, the problem is That this movie makes me, is trying to make me think that she is. Um, (laughs) This movie thinks that she's the really hot girl from Hustle. Uh, (laughs) And at some points, that was so funny to me that it was like watching fucking Austin Powers. (laughs) Like, how is this person who is so clearly fucking weird looking? all the other characters are like, oh, yeah, she could bang any guy she wants. Like, there's, like, some fucking Moroccan sheik (laughs) who's, like, willing to trash his whole country to try and get her back in a car. Just fuck off. Like, I I get what you're doing, right? I get what you're trying to do is, well, you're trying to say what Crystal Skull already said, but more interestingly, we'll get back to that in a fucking minute, (laughs) um but you're you're trying you're trying to say that oh indie is too old to be indie so we need a new indie but they have to have all essentially the characteristics of young indie so they have to be young and they have to be suave and they have to be attractive and they have to be fun and they have to be cool and they have to be awesome a Phoebe Waller-Bridge is none of those things (laughs) and I didn't and the only thing that made her slightly bearable is the fact that the short round that they tried to sell us, her version of short round, was so fucking unbearable <laughs> that any time Phoebe Waller-Bridge's fucking cracked a line, I was like, oh, thank God, we don't need to listen to this kid anymore. Why the fuck wasn't it Florence Pugh?
0: Right, I'm going to tell you my two biggest, the biggest missed opportunities with this movie, right? Right, if you are going to bring a character back from the past... Right. I'm going to say that maybe it shouldn't be Salah because in 2023, the fact that John Reese Davis is playing an Egyptian man isn't OK. It's barely OK when you go back and we watch Raiders. Right. So let's not do that. What you do for a callback is when at the end he goes to meet somebody on a boat. who's like an old friend of his. He's like a frogman. But why isn't that short round? Yeah. Os- recently Oscar winning Kai Kui Kwan. like why not have him like beautiful moment everyone would be happy
1: and and none, none of the trailers nothing don't tell us at all and
0: also I think that the end the way you should end this movie Mark for me is obvious right do you, you not think
1: should... that they ended it in the obvious way <laughs> Do you not think right. that everything <laughs> we did up to that point was telegraphing
0: what they were going to do in the thud back? Right, because I would say if you've set up time travel throughout in much the same way that the Grail was set up throughout, you know only through Last Crusade, right? If you've set up Sean Connery gets shot and then he gives him some water from the Grail when he comes back This movie has been setting up that there is a time travel thing so it's obvious that you you shoot Indy right, and then you have the uh, is is associate use the time travel thing to go back maybe five minutes right okay like and to before that's happened and save Indy's life like just changing the time stream just a little bit. That's 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 how I would do it. But I don't know anything about these things. I'm not I'm not being paid the big bucks. Obviously, what you actually. <laughs> It's so stupid. It's I, so
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got this far and you just don't care, right? Because Laura doesn't give a shit. I'll I'll tell her all about it when she gets home. And I right, hope you've seen this by now, James. The ending of this movie <laughs> it's revealed in what I think is quite a genius quite an interesting villain move that Mads Mikkelsen's Nazi wants the Dial of Destiny because it can go back in time to two days before Hitler invades Poland at, to in order to kill Hitler. I like that There's a, they've set up, like
0: earlier in the dialogue, um uh, like in the movie, Indy has said to the Nazi, "You should have stayed out of Poland." So the invasion of Poland has been established in universe, just in case you were unaware of that fact.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So because this Nazi, this this Doctor Mads Mikkelsen, he wants to go back in time to this to this point and kill Hitler, for, not to prevent World War II, but because he recognizes all the mistakes that Hitler made and wanted to to bring the Reich to its proper. Victory, right? Now, I, that's quite clever. That's like, oh, wow, that's something interesting. Are we going to have to deal with some sort of fucking um, temporal kind of... Uh, what's the term? What's the, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, like
0: I, I don't know. I, like, is Indy going to have to team up with young Indy? Or,
1: is... or, or no more like, is Indy going to have to, to be like, I can't let him kill Hitler because he'll be worse? Yeah. Like that kind of... <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not very good at words these days. Um, but what, what? Dilemma. One of them dilemmas, right? A paradox. Uh, because there is a scene right at the very... Fu- and I, that's where I thought it was going. For the simple reason that there's a scene at the very beginning where... Oh, by the way, if you are a fan of the movie pointing things out to you that is someone who has seen more than one movie makes <laughs> you think I should probably remember that that sounds like it'll be important later. Uh the fucking castle that they invaded that the, the the Nazis have come into at the start, they're they're like they're going there to find the, the the holy lance, the lance that pierced the side of Jesus, right? Like cl- classic Indiana Jones fucking Yeah. Like material, right? But then both the the Nazi scientist and Indy realize that all of the other artifacts that they get from that castle are real and genuine but the lance is fake and i'm like right if they're gonna go back in time i think they're gonna go back in time and indy is gonna find like the real lance and use it to kill that block or something or lose it and then leave that almost as like a clue to himself because that would be a smart man solving a puzzle. <laughs> Rather than what it actually was, which was a waste of my fucking time. So it's worth noting that Indy gets shot
0: at yep. the end of the movie and he's, he's dying slowly. And when I say slowly, I mean fucking slowly. Oh, yeah. From the point, point at which he's shot bleeding to death is
1: maybe fucking like an hour, right? But I literally... So, I. <laughs> right so i think i've told this story several times but uh i saw transformers 4 right like mm-hmm. way back in a day when it came out and that movie is so long that just before the start of the third act i had to leave the cinema to go out into the back and uh, google uh, the plot to remember <laughs> why the fuck the characters were in china because <laughs> it seemed really important that they were there but i can't remember why they were there and to I appeal I, to an I,
0: international let, audience that
1: <laughs> yeah, Indiana Jones started dying, and I was like, What the fuck? Everyone seems to be aware that this guy got shot. I did I miss something? <laughs> when did he get shot? Was it on the plane?
0: No, no, it's, it's in the cave, I think. Oh, get uh, fucked. <laughs> right, so. They've got they've that. Got that the
1: was th- That was 20 minutes ago by Archimedes last watch. <laughs> right,
0: okay. So, what I love about this is all of the, 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 the Nazis who have been like hiding in, in the modern world, they're in a plane. They're in a Nazi plane because they, they want to go back in time. So, they've got to make sure they fit in. So, they're in a Nazi plane. They all change into their Nazi uniforms. So, you get some proper indie against the Nazis shit.
1: And then they're be- going to f- fly through the hole in time, and then before on. you go, before you go, before you go on, right? Before you go on, if you haven't seen Indiana Jones five, but 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 you but you're listening to this, but, but, but you right right imagine right just 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 because you you're like listening to us, right? Here's an exercise, and we're not going to make you pause it or anything. Just think for a moment what the most ridiculous <laughs> ending to this film could be, right? Because and I, and I'll tell you what, and I, I, to be fair, they do set this up. There are several mentions of the thing that we get to see, and, and and in no way did I think this would ever pay off. Yeah, but there are several mentions
0: in like of going fucking, to the moon. Ra- there are several well. mentions in Raiders of like Moses getting the Ten Commandments. It doesn't <laughs> turn up in the fucking movie. <laughs> Right, so they're going to fly through a time hole, but because of continental drift, which Archimedes couldn't have possibly known about, they're approaching it at the wrong angle or something. And instead of. Right. Tra- <laughs> this is another one of my questions. Surely that would mean that the time rift was in a different place, Mark.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> what the fuck does the time device act- actually it- do?
0: It points at rifts in time. It so that rift is
1: going to be there regardless of whether they have the dial or not.
0: Yeah. Which is, but what do you think the Bermuda Triangle is? It's loads of people getting lost in time. Even do though there has been no evidence whatsoever, ever, of anybody time traveling. Do you know what would have been history? really
1: fun? Is if at some point in this movie, someone went, what, like some kind of time rift? And then Indiana Jones or, or or someone went. Yeah, have you ever heard of the Bermuda Triangle? There you go. There's the there's the context for the thing that's going to happen later, rather than just that looks like a bunch of rainy clouds <laughs> spilling into an arsehole. There is there is no
0: way if you are if you haven't seen this movie that you could possibly guess what happens at the end of this movie because they go through the time hole. Uh, and the, the Nazis celebrate because they think they've successfully travelled back in time. Um, and then it turns out that they've travelled back in time to, to the Roman siege of Syracuse
1: <laughs> two thousand years ago. And being Nazis, <laughs> they just open fire. I thought the Nazis liked the Romans.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was like a big part of their thing. Or was that just Mussolini? They're just,
1: they're, <laughs> they're just gunning people down and it's like...
0: Yeah, because they're getting, they're getting spears shot at them because uh, the, the, the Romans think they're a dragon. Um, and the idea of flying higher doesn't occur to them. <laughs>
1: There was... So when I I booked to see this in the cinema this morning, right? And uh, I went to my (laughs) local view, and it it was... I booked a ticket beforehand, because you save a pound if you book it online. Kind of amazingly, right? And so I went in. I knew I was going by myself. My local view is quite one of the nice ones that has the reclining chairs and shit, right? Yeah. Um, And normally I I go with with, with Laura or my brother, so uh, we usually get, like like, a... one of the it's 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 not a double seat. It's just two seats together. Uh, so today I went right. It's not that busy. I'll fucking I'll book a seat that means I'm definitely not sitting next to anyone. And I did that. And then by the time I arrived, someone had booked the seat immediately next to me. So we were just basically in like an almost empty row, except we were <laughs> together at the end, which seemed. I I don't know if maybe if maybe he had done it at the exact same time as me. So maybe he thought I was the bad guy. But anyway, um. Uh, when when we went when we went back in time, and 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 the, and the Nazis started shooting the Romans, right? I made a sound that could only possibly be interpreted as, "Oh great, <laughs> now we're going to have to have debates about the time travel mechanics of Indiana Jones." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to do it. No. I just don't care. Why does Archimedes have the wristwatch? That the, the, the Nazi, so he, the, he takes, the that off Nazi. takes it off Dead takes it So therefore, even though he can't words, possibly know what it is, yeah. Therefore, <laughs> there's no way for him to fucking affect the timeline, right? And the Dial of Destiny he makes because he finds this wristwatch, and then presumably, so all so all the Romans who the Nazis shot. All died in the original <laughs> timeline by getting shot by Nazis. So that's not always happened?
0: And and even though I'm certain that all ancient sites of battles in ancient Greece that we know about have been thoroughly searched by archaeologists, nobody found the wreckage of the Nazi plane filled with
1: Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you like could could you imagine a scenario, right, where they turned around today and went, oh, we went to we we discovered a wreck in ancient Syracuse. Turns out there was a Nazi plane <laughs> that went back in time and got fucking filled. Do you think do you think the neo Nazis would be happy about that? Because surely if you took a fucking nineteen sixties plane back in time, you are god. Do you know what I mean? Like you're never gonna get taken down by Romans with spears. But no, they were. They were taken <laughs> down by Romans with spears. So I'm going to argue
0: that like the worst thing you could possibly find in any scenario is... Let me through this: The second worst thing you can find in any scenario is a dead Nazi. For example, if we land on one of the moons of Saturn, <laughs> we drill through the ice to look for life, and we find in the ice a frozen dead Nazi... Then that means that we, as a society, have to go, well, fair play to the Nazis, they got it first. obviously, the worst thing you can find is is a an alive Nazi because that's that's just problematic on another level, but no yeah, it proof that time travel was exists, and the only people who managed to crack it were the Nazis would be at best infuriating yeah <laughs> um. How do, how do you feel about the fact that Mads Mikkelsen is Werner Von Braun?
1: <laughs> uh, he's kind of the only good thing about this movie. He, um, <laughs> I, until until the very end, when I was just sitting there <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to listen to the score. <laughs> and then the cinema lad came in and went, there's no end credits. And I went, no, I know, I said, I'm just recovering. <laughs> Even listen to this, <laughs> and he went, yep. And he kind of understood. Um and I just, yeah, Mad's quite sinister. I'm gonna introduce say yeah. one problem I have with him is if you
0: introduce a Nazi in an Indiana Jones movie in the first scene, and what happens to him is he gets hit in the face off a train by a pole at speed. I want that. To be a disfigured Nazi in
1: later scenes, right? That, yeah, that that made that scene made me literally go ooh <laughs> out loud. I want Andy to call him Paul Face. So, well, I don't, this is the thing though. I
0: don't know. Did you ever read or watch the the adventures of Young Indiana Jones? Uh, um, no. So not really. it was a, a, a the thing one episode was...
1: I've seen of it is better
0: than that. Yeah, so it was in, like, the 90s, um, I think, or the late 80s. I, I can't remember exactly where. But basically, it's it's entirely, like, historical fiction. Um, there's no, like, mysticism in it really at all. It's just the adventures of Indy during the world events of World War I. Um And it's kind of great. And all I'm going to say is, if, if anybody from Disney is listening to this, just just... Just just look, if you if you want to make Indiana Jones a franchise, probably make it as a series and probably recast Harrison Ford. Um, so, like cast Chris Pine, make him Adventure Man back in the day,
1: and have him do weird pulpy action stuff. Here's something I know about the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, right? Yeah. Uh is that it wasn't very well received because no one was quite sure what it was because it seemed like some kind of edutainment, and the the nineties I mean, American children in the nineties weren't here for that, right? <laughs> and so when they decided to release it on DVD, uh, they also there was about I think there's maybe about a hundred episodes of it or something, uh, maybe maybe a little bit fewer, uh, but they decided to make some historical documentaries. Uh, as special features for the DVD, right? But um, uh, so they they did they did this, and in the History Channel, or was it maybe National Geographic? Someone went, "Those are quite good. Can we buy them?" Um, and Lucasfilm and Paramount went, "Well, I mean, only if you buy the rest of the show." And they went, "Yeah, nah, we'll leave it." Then. <laughs> so they sold them just the special features, uh, which is basically. <laughs> Just like a, a story through history that occasionally references the fact that Indiana Jones was there. <laughs> 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 uh, you can't, like. But anyway, it, here's, I mean, here's the thing, right? Here's what, here's what it tells me. It tells me that Raiders and Last Crusade are so good that you can make a franchise with nothing else that has. <laughs> And people will still regard it as... I mean, it's it's, it's Harrison Ford's charisma. Like, you cannot recast Indiana Jones. You simply cannot do it. Because that character basically doesn't work. (laughs) We know that because fucking Phoebe Waller-Bridge is Indiana Jones in this film, and everyone's going to hate it. (laughs) Shia LaBeouf was Indiana Jones in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and everyone hated it. No one can do Indiana Jones except Harrison Ford. That's it. Game over. Full stop. Stop trying. We have Raiders. We have Last Crusade. That's all we need. Just leave it.
0: Oh, but to be fair as well, if you are if you didn't like Shea Leb in the previous one, don't worry. He died in Vietnam.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh. I oh fuck. I am a serious Crystal Skull apologist, right? (laughs) (laughs) And it's not because I think Crystal Skull is good, it's because I think Crystal Skull isn't any more bad than Temple of Doom. Fair. Now, you can kind of gauge your own opinion on that statement, right? And wherever you is, wherever it is that you lie, that's kind of where I am on that, right? I think Crystal Skull is basically fine, um... The one thing that it does do that is actually kind of interesting uh, is it presents us with an older Indiana Jones who's a bit older and a bit wiser and they gave him a younger version of himself because what I, I can't remember if this is official or if this is a sort of headcanon thing that people have put onto it. But the reason that Temple of Doom is a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark is that Indiana Jones in Temple of Doom is a fucking psychopath. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking lunatic, right? Um, and you hope that by the time he gets to Raiders, he's kind of learned his lesson. Um, but it's it's it's
0: Here's the thing. Indiana Jones in Temple of Doom is an Indiana Jones who hasn't had literal proof of the actual existence of the Jewish God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There is a point, some point after Reigns of the Lost Ark, in which I assume Indiana Jones converts to Judaism because it's factually correct, and then has to revisit that view when it's proven factually that Jesus existed (laughs) And, and was factually the son of God. like That canonically is true. Yeah. Because that, and that's why Indiana Jones is weird. Because the Christian, the, the Christian God is real. And you can accept that. But if you do accept that, then aliens can't be real. Fuggy death cults can't have actual mystical powers. And Nazis can't time travel.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's. Because it, I, because Mutt, I think Mutt was super interesting as a character. Because, like, he seemed to have a fairly. Because, like, the. the um, Last Crusade. the the Last Crusade is like the, there's some there's some amazing bits in the Last Crusade. It's w- like with Indy interacting with his dad. Yeah. Um, and it's like when he uh, when he fucking puts the the flagpole into the wheel of the other motorbike and it and it flips up and then he turns around to his dad with like a big impressed smile on his face and his dad just gives him the standard dad look of just shaking his head like what like and 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 (laughs) because kingdom of this crystal skull reverses those roles yeah like it makes like yeah okay swinging through the jungle with the monkeys yeah it was dumb who cares
0: and the fridge was dumb and the fridge
1: the fridge is no dumber than
0: jumping out of a plane with the with the um the the lifeboat and exactly that
1: yeah i I also don't like it's fine it's fucking it says it's lead lined.
0: Well no, it's not the radiation, it's the fact that he would have been liquefied when it landed.
1: That's my problem
0: with the <laughs> fridge. It's not about being radioactive proof, it's about that when that falls out of the sky, no carbon based life form inside could survive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um And then and then I feel like they just kinda fuck it up with this one, like you can't like the the problem is this movie's about ten years too late, right? Because you cannot have Harrison Ford doing actual Indiana Jones stuff. But at the same time, you can't have him do nothing, which is what <laughs> he does in this. Like, yeah, it's like, it, it, it's like, yeah, it is impressive that the guy, it, it, like, it's impressive seeing a man in his 80s do that stunt. But that's just the same way that it's like, well, I guess it's technically impressive if a blind person can solve a Rubik's cube. <laughs> no, that would be actually genuinely quite impressive. I'd, I, I'd watch that.
0: Uh, no, be... there are Braille Rubik's cubes. I think it's been done. Yeah, uh...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, it just doesn't. It just, it, it, you, you're not, you're like, oh well, done. like it's, it's like showing me the the world's ugliest baby. <laughs> Who cares?
0: I was laughing because before this movie, I saw a trailer for the new um, um, uh, Mission Impossible, yeah. and I put out how mental it is that the opening, the the stunt they show in that trailer is um, is Tom Cruise driving a motorbike off of the cliff, and I was saying it's mental how the only CGI in that shot is the cliff because <laughs> in actuality he did a big ramp, yeah. uh, and in he that that was day one of shooting because. Tom Cruise was like, "Well, if I die, we might as well not waste the money on the rest of the shoot." <laughs> right? But I kind of feel like with Harrison Ford, they were like sat there going, "Right, okay, we can't kill Harrison Ford, and therefore we can't really do anything with him." Yeah, can he I... drive? He can drive a bit. Can he jump between cars? Yeah, and we, if we look away uh, and cut away at the right moment, yeah, we could probably do that. I like, feel
1: like Harrison Ford. Look, we we're, we're all going to have to accept that one day we're going to wake up and Harrison Ford isn't going to be there anymore, right? And that's probably as the result
0: of him crashing one of his planes.
1: Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> going to be my point. Is it is it is it, is, it, is, it, is it's going to be a fucking sad day for all, right? The last thing I want Harrison Ford to die doing is making a movie because as far as I can tell Harrison Ford hates making movies. <laughs> he hates acting. <laughs> Harrison Ford didn't even
0: want to be he wanted he wanted them to kill him in the second Star Wars movie. Yeah. And it's like those were the most successful movies of all time at that time in history. He was he, the biggest movie star in the world and he was like ah not for me.
1: He seems <laughs> to be pretty fond of Blade Runner.
0: Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh and only and then only the director's cut. He genuinely despises the original theatrical yep. release. So um yeah, I don't. Uh, so yeah, if, is, the,
1: if this movie had killed Harrison Ford, I, yeah, not even, I the, I, the world would have been a better place because I would not have seen it.
0: <laughs> it is it is mental. Uh, at one point, they had the perfect casting for a young Indiana Jones, um, but he weirdly died before old Indiana Jones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah River <laughs> Phoenix, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, amazing, yeah. But no, I
0: agree with you. At this point, it's like, look, Eva, I, it's going to be nearly impossible to find a new Harrison Ford. Like, you, there's nobody really who's got that charisma. But basically, if you want to keep the Indiana Jones as a franchise, as if, as if, if, if you, Disney, want to feel like maybe you got more for your money than just Star Wars that you've been slowly kicking the shit out of for a decade now, maybe if you want to feel that way and you don't, and for some reason you don't want to make a monkey island game right or you know just 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 seriously just like you're probably going to need to get like a young actor and just it's going to be difficult but like even probably working as a carpenter at someone's house right now just find a guy who has that level of charisma and then you can make an indiana jones series for like serialized adventures with young Indiana Jones adventure man travelling around and I'll probably like it. But
1: also it might be terrible, but that's really your only option. I this movie did something I as well that made me go, oh fuck, here we go. Um is that When you do a legacy movie, right? With very few exceptions, don't mention the crimes. Right. <laughs> so, for example, in I saw the Flash. Right. Right. Oh, you know what? I I quite liked it
0: Okay. I'll I, be I I haven't seen it because I'm of, waiting until it's been pirated.
1: A lot of dumb shit in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's got Michael Keaton as Batman. Is that?
1: Yeah. And I, I I I had a fun time with it. Right. But in The Flash, there's a bit where Batman accidentally holds on to Wonder Woman's truth lasso. And he says something like, um, oh, uh, it's off camera, and and, uh, Wonder Woman says, oh, you're welcome. And then Batman just says, my ego's too big to ever thank you for saving me. Uh, (laughs) And then you realise that he's holding the truth lasso, and he says, uh, I would do, I would, what was it? I would have more of an effect on crime if I just eradicated poverty. (laughs) Which is like, yeah, but that's like a thing that we talk about that's funny. Don't, you don't have that in the movie. This is the same reason why I don't like Fast and Furious 9. Because Tyrese is just wandering around going, isn't this dumb? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, it's dumb. Jason Statham saved a baby from a fucking hijacked plane. Like this is the dumbest shit. I don't need you telling me that it's dumb.
0: I'm I'm gonna say something that I can't I can't believe. What I'm gonna say which is fair play to Michael Bay because yeah. in if you don't know the story, Michael uh, Ben Affleck on the set of Armageddon said to Michael Bay, "Surely it would be easier to train astronauts how to be drillers than to train drillers how to be astronauts." And Michael Bay said, shut the fuck up, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> and, but you know what? They don't mention that in the movie. It no. is dumb. And you as an audience member are okay with that. But the movie doesn't go, it's fucking stupid, isn't it? Uh, and there's, there's, there's a moment where Indiana Jones is climbing up a wall in this movie. And he goes, why am I climbing up a wall? Uh, and lists everything that's wrong with him. And then like starts listing that he's been shot at night
1: times. And it's like, why are you doing this? Oh no, the bit that really got me is—is is it was kind of a throwaway line when Helena says, "She, she, she says something like, oh that's rich coming from a grave robber.'" And it's like, right, we've all, we've all had that fun discussion in the pub that fucking Indiana Jones is a grave robber, right? It's yeah. it, it's it's the same thing as like, it's it's clever that if you know that James Bond isn't a spy. James Bond isn't a spy. James Bond is a government assassin, right? (laughs) But that kind of putting that word... James Bond and Indiana Jones exist for the exact same reason. There is a reason that every single one of those films is the same. And it's because (laughs) it's a very specific masculine fantasy. (laughs) That's why you get Harrison Ford, the most masculine-looking handsome man in the history of handsome. And sometimes he wears glasses that he doesn't need. Sometimes he... (laughs) wears cool suits, he wears a hat that, like, no one would ever be able to, you would never, no one, none of us, neither of us could pull that hat, ever in a million years, right? And yet on him, it looks awesome, right? It's because it's a fucking masculine fantasy of a smart man goes to interesting places with beautiful women and solves puzzles, right? That's if you want, if if you if you want to
0: really take the concept and really lampshade the morally questionable like aspect of it, that's what we have Tomb Raider for.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the last thing which she says, um, the, the 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 don't right. So don't get me wrong, right? In in actuality, in real life, I am one hundred percent on board with empty the fucking museums send them back to the people that we stole them from right yeah 100% you will it w- It would be difficult to come up with an argument that would get me to not think that however if in this film fucking Phoebe Waller Bridges had turned around to Indiana Jones and he after he'd said it belongs in a museum if she'd said something like oh like with all the other stuff that you stole from all those other I would be like no we don't need that here that like I kind of now understand why my uncle is like no politics when he sees like gay people on television.
0: <laughs> uh, but here's the thing: I think a better line would have been if been that belongs in a museum, and Phoebe Waller was just the guy. Like, has anything you have ever found actually ended up in a museum? <laughs> right, because <laughs> as far as I can tell, like he once he? Get, he gets that little gold idol that gets stolen by Belloc. Yeah. Right. Then he gets he spends the entire movie after the um, the Ark of the Covenant that ends up in a creepy in Warehouse 13 from the TV show Warehouse 13. Um, the um, he returns the goes. magic stones. Yep. Those go back to the village. Uh, the Holy Grail falls down a
1: hole. Um, um, what is it? He gets off the. Oh, he 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 um he he fucking in in temple of doom he trades the emperor's ashes for just a diamond or something, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, but I don't think he makes it out with it. But that's back in his before he's just a he's just an international grave robber and he's basically what Phoebe Wallabridge is in this
1: movie, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah but jesus oh the uh, the, cro- the cross of coronado does make it into a museum cuz that oh, okay. yeah because he shows it to brody okay and then, and then, <laughs> and then brody it does mention something about price like his finders fee yeah so he's not
0: even doing that when he says that belongs in a museum what he means is i want to be paid for that i
1: get paid to put that in a museum <laughs> <laughs> it belongs in my bank account <laughs>
0: Man, oh, man is I, I i it's it's i don't think we've 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 i i couldn't i couldn't believe when they went back in time i was literally like my jaw was just i my my jaw was open i i couldn't and it's and it's and it's interesting you, you bring up the traveling back in time to kill hitler Mark, because this is a star trek podcast so i feel the need to bring up that that was just done a thousand times better in this week's strange new worlds <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in an hour as well, yeah. not in two hours and twenty minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you um, if you if you would like us to sum up the themes of this ep- this week's episode of Stranger Worlds, <laughs> well, uh here it is. Sometimes yeah. you just need a Hitler
0: <laughs> Look, Hitler did some bad things, but you know, would it without him would we have Israel? Oh. And what a, what a price to pay that would be? Uh,
1: <laughs> I was hoping this wouldn't have to go on the burn evidence pile. But, um... Right? Oh, should we should we briefly
0: talk about this episode of Star Trek?
1: Uh, yeah, Bev, Bev looked quite fit on that date with Picard. Yeah, Roy Riker and Troy
0: spend too way too takes them way too long to catch on to the fact that Picard's been replaced. Um, yeah, Esok, one of the aliens, is in the movie Priest which is a movie in which Paul Bettany is a warrior priest who fights vampires, uh, and I cannot recommend that movie enough. It's do you know what, fucking dumb.
1: Do you know what we watched the other day, speaking of Paul Bettany, A Knight's Tale? Oh. The movie fucking slaps.
0: He, he, that so that good. movie is
1: amazing. Yeah,
0: his 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 performance, him him as Chaucer in that movie, is the point where I was oh. like, I will watch a movie. He's Paul Bettany reading the fucking
1: phone book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what about Chaucer as a hype man? He's, he's so funny. He's like the it's it, it's kind of weird, right? Because that genre somewhat did take off of the medieval period. But like rock and roll sensibilities and kind of late 90s fashion kind of hairstyles a little bit it, there's plunkett and mclean
0: the the highwayman movie from that period that's yeah. there's a knight's tale uh
1: marie antoinette oh yeah the marie antoinette movie. which was not bad <laughs> jason schwartzman is louis the 16th, and he's really good at it um and uh yeah, it kind of it kind of died off, but it almost feels like it. Fe- it feels like movies like that. Like I, I don't like to generalize when it comes to movie audiences because you never know what's going to speak to people, right? But cool knighthood, uh, medieval stuff with interesting fashion like that. Yeah, that might as well be a license to print money for fucking fifteen-year-old girls. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: A movie that when you and when you go if if you haven't watched Night's Tale in ages, you'll go back to it now and one of the actors who at the time you just thought of, Oh, look at that random English character actor, you will now see him
1: and go, Oh fucking hell, Robert Varaffian Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh and also, oh James Purefoy, you almost made it a couple <laughs> of times, didn't you? I feel like the, the guy who plays is that the guy who plays the bad
0: guy? No, he's the dude who plays the Prince right because the guy who plays the bad guy in the movie I feel like he, he was the guy from Dark City as well yeah. I feel like he must have done something or died because he's not around anymore and he's a great villain
1: he is he's, um, he's a man in the high castle oh is
0: he yeah. okay yeah that seems like is he playing a Nazi in that Yes, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> He's got that look about him. You can't yeah. put him in a film that's got Nazis and not have him be a Nazi. Laura was. Uh,
1: Laura was like, I don't understand. There seemed to be this, this, this thing at the turn of the millennium to have him play this slimy but also sexy bad guy, and she's like, I don't understand why he isn't that sexy.
0: No, but he can play sexy. Yeah, it's like it's uh, like how yeah. I feel about. Um, I've, I've always said this about um, Rowan Atkinson and Rick Mayle. They're not handsome, but they can play handsome.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's fair enough.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. You need a, you, there needs to be a lot of work done to take Rick Mail from Rick Mayle to Lord Flashheart But once you've done that work, he can he can he sells it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck me. Yeah. But anyway, the Star Trek episode is just that aliens don't make up a thing they pretend to not understand to explain why they're being dicks. Um, yeah. Yeah, and there's a little like collaborator alien.
1: Next week's Captain's Holiday.
0: Yeah, this Riser, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, so, uh,
1: if, if, you, if you for some reason stuck with this episode <laughs> to watch two white nerds in her mid to late 30s have a shout about how indiana jones is too woke now or <laughs> um then you know leave your comments below uh too many travel by map sequences as well and the map and the the map was too it, it was too <laughs> advanced it was too cgi yeah and it should be a red line was, yeah. also
0: also at one point they're in boats Right, one of them are going away, and Mads Mikkelsen looks at the nuts through the thing and he goes, Oh, this boat's engine's destroyed. They've gone off. And they don't even wait until they're over the horizon. before They turn in the wrong direction, and he knows that immediately. And he goes, Oh, they're going to Sicily, not yeah. the place that they've just told me that they were going to. Great, I suppose. That's as good a reason as Jesus Christ. Oh. Has
1: Antonio Banderas got a new divorce or something? <laughs> Like why?
0: Why is he in that? I think he's in this for the same reason that Dan Aykroyd is in Temple of Doom, which is just that he's a big Indiana Jones fan. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. What a fuck. Yeah. Also, uh, yeah. Just like if you, it's this episode of Star Trek's fine.
1: Yeah, this episode of Star Trek's fine.
0: Anti mutiny. But really, it's an episode where nothing really... It literally... The plot of this episode is that Picard is in a room. <laughs> it's, it's not a lot happens. No. And, and probably... And this is the weirdest thing I'm going to have to say is I can't even say don't go see Indiana Jones because you will... It's... it. it everything that... Ha- it's worth seeing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just because when they travel back in time, it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in a
1: movie. <laughs> Oh, and they, uh, yeah, because they don't do anything. <laughs> they, they literally go back in time and essentially nothing happens. Yeah,
0: Archimedes is already working on the thing. They can't give yeah. him their version. Harrison Ford wants to die in the past. And then Phoebe Waller-Bridge knocks him out. So and they then... can take, it, take him back to the future where they have the advanced technology of 1969 <laughs> to save his life. Oh, and then he goes back with Miriam who he was, he was getting divorced from.
1: There's um I the 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 whole way through I was like not the whole way through but especially when we got to the to the time travel thing (laughs) I I was like is this James Mangold are you are you trying to say something about why is this an anti-nostalgia movie are you trying to say don't let the past die live in the now right ironically the now being 1969. I think that's what it was trying to say.
0: This this movie was directed by the man who directed Logan. Yeah, <laughs> <Which> infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> Which is <and> Logan's great. <laughs>
1: I Logan's can't, amazing.
0: Can't work out how you can. <laughs> well, they, 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 I I I'm gonna say this genuinely. I don't know if a movie has brought me as much joy as this has in in ages. Because every time I think about the fact that they actually travel back in time, I just end up laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid.
1: Oh,
0: oh God. Yep. Right. Right, yeah. well Well next week we'll talk about Star Trek. Yeah. Unless, a good episode unless, I reckon. Unless they release another terrible, terrible Indiana Jones movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like see when I was, see when, see as as it was coming up and it was like I was looking at the Rotten Tomatoes scores and it was like fifty percent. And I went, This has just gotta be because more people are, are allowed to review movies now. Like there's no way that this can possibly be worse than Crystal Skull. And <laughs> uh, I I remember saying to Laura, Oh my I'm so irritated that uh now my DV now my Blu-ray box set, the complete adventures of Indiana Jones isn't accurate anymore. And I thought, well that's okay, what I'll do is I'll just I'll just buy the Blu-ray of fucking style of destiny and just replace the crown of the Crystal Skull. But I'm not gonna now. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm i to be the only I'm gonna be the only dad that tells his kids there are four Indiana Jones. <laughs> and at the end it, it ends with him refusing to give Shia Laboof the hat. <laughs> it's nothing else. You don't need to see anything else. There is nothing left to be said about this character that hasn't already been said. Do you? Do you here's
0: my question. Do you think that Spielberg... When did Spielberg pass on the project? <laughs> That's my question. Was it... Did they have a script? And he was like, oh, I can
1: do something with this, do something with this. And then he gets to the end and he goes... Sorry, what? <laughs> do you know what, though? Because the thing is, right, Ford, Spielberg and Lucas are the arbiters of Indiana Jones. Like, They have to decide. And apparently... Denny Villeneuve's brother uh, while Denny Villeneuve was directing Harrison Ford in Blade Runner apparently wrote a treatment for a fifth Indiana Jones film that was amazing Um, and I don't know if he ever got it to Harrison but he certainly got it to his brother Denny Villeneuve who tried to get it to Kathleen Kennedy and it just didn't happen imagine a Denny Villeneuve fucking Indiana Jones movie like those, imagine those gorgeous. Like he would probably insist on map paintings. Imagine go- gorgeous, wide fucking spaces. Everything seems real.
0: The man did a fantastic fucking Blade Runner sequel. He can. He knows. He knows this. He knows the genre of Harrison Ford movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah.
1: That's so- stupid (laughs) i like do you know what this movie felt like to me is see if you like indiana jones (sighs) it's difficult to to say this right but indiana jones is not one of the franchises that's going to survive into the next generation of nostalgia (laughs) it just isn't right i i don't think die hard will survive either i i think those movies are for us and for us alone and in many ways there there is kind of a there is a, a comfort to that to, to knowing that something is just ours and that our kids maybe aren't really going to particularly be into I don't know, man. I, I feel like a, a, a real sense of joy about that, a real sense of kind of magic there. Um, but if you are into Indiana Jones, uh, you have probably looked up all of the attempts to remake uh, or to do another Indiana Jones movies, uh, movie and they all sound like absolute bullshit and you cannot believe that they got made. This one feels like I'm reading one of those on a Wikipedia page. <laughs> I'm going, no, there's no way. He goes back in time and inspires Archimedes.
0: You, you know what it reminds me of? Have you... It, this this movie, I, I think the best way to describe it, it reminds me of, have you ever read about the original planned sequel to Gladiator? Yeah. Where... Where Maximus becomes the god of war <laughs> and travels through t- like the like and fights the gods in the mythical. That's what this feels like. Where it's like, like I, I like. Okay, look, sometimes you completely changing genre for the sequel is a good idea. For example, Aliens is an action movie, Alien is a horror movie. I would argue that Terminator is a horror movie and Terminator 2 is an action movie.
1: It's a buddy cop right. movie. <laughs> right.
0: But buddy so cop comedy. On, but, but changing... Because at the end of the movie, Mark, he's still got the... He's still got a working time machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indiana Jones can go and steal that shit before it even gets buried. <laughs>
1: but, then, but, but then what does it... What does it do? Like... I, I still don't understand what it does because he's like, because he the whole point is he's like, content he he does the same thing that they, they so in Stargate, right mm-hmm. there are seven fucking, there are seven symbols that you have to put into a Stargate address for it to work but in the movie Stargate, they're confused because they think there's only six of them, so they put in a so Daniel Jackson's like, well you need a seventh one you need a point of origin that's how a journey works right and then after that a part of none of the they're never like let's try and do more of them right so you get to the series which is set whatever five years later and daniel jackson's like they come back to get him on the planet that they found in the movie and he says oh i know why the stargate doesn't work when you do the addresses it's because you have to account for stellar drift yeah which is like right i get that that does make sense not with how a Stargate fucking operates. That doesn't make any sense that way. But that does make sense as an explanation as to why there haven't just been 18 of these films. But him just shouting out, oh, continental drift means that they're not going to go back in time to 1939 and instead they're going to go back to 214 BC. Whereas it should mean they miss the time rift. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, it's almost as if... It's, it doesn't make a lot of sense and it's a stupid I, fucking movie. <laughs>
1: the, yeah, they're going back in time to these time like, yeah, it's fun and it's weird and it's kind of saves the movie a little bit because it's so bullshit. <laughs> but I feel like they were setting so much up. Like, why the fuck was it the date? Like, the date, because the thing about Indiana Jones is they're supposed to be like a sense of mystery and the date that they would have gone back to should have been and whether you make it sort of just a couple of days into the war or maybe just during the war or whatever, it should have been the day that they found the... It should have been the day from the very beginning. Yeah. And it should have been, well, Toby Jones obviously wrote this down because this is the day that we found it. And then later, oh, no, it's because this is the day that this goes to. Yeah. Yeah. And then done something about the Holy Lance and and how he how he knows it's a fake, or even if that thing of him going oh my god it's a fake means that when they do go back in time he's not bothered about fucking breaking it over Mads Mikkelsen's he. <laughs> like just you set up so much and you paid nothing of it off other than Archimedes gets a wristwatch, which is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Just absolute bullshit. <laughs> It's so dumb. It's so dumb. (laughs) Because on the side of his
0: tomb, there's like a big bird and it's got propellers on it. They're like, oh, because that's the best way that they could explain what they'd seen. Except the plane crashes. Yeah. (laughs) So they could have just drawn that.
1: (laughs) Why does Archimedes' tomb have a Nazi bomber on it? (laughs) Do you know what? Show us that at the beginning. That'd be an amazing fucking mystery.
0: Yeah, no, so like actually goes like I have Indy explaining early in the movie. Well, actually, whilst that is a swastika, it's more likely that Archimedes was referencing the Indian religions, which use that as a symbol for peace. It's just unusual that he would have had access to that, maybe through trade routes. It's, it's it's odd. And later on, it goes, No,
1: it's an actual reference yes, to actual literal nuts. Here's the thing, right? Once again, we are talking about the fucking time travel mechanics of Indiana Jones. <laughs> He's, in the lecture that he's giving at the beginning of the movie, he is talking about the battle that he himself is involved in. And surely, if the mechanics of Indiana Jones' time travel is what's called predestination, which is that you cannot possibly change the past because it already happened in the past, that would mean that he is doing a lecture about the literal battle that he was at that no one thought to write down that a dragon was up. Because that's what they perceive the planes to be. It's the historical battle as well that has the... The story
0: is that he used the sun and mirrors and made a death-like beam, which you couldn't have done. They've done it on Mythbusters. It doesn't work. But in this movie, there's a bit where like all of his mirrors are lining up and lighting up, but you don't see his working death beam because i suppose that would have been too far
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh go watch oh. go watch Dile of destiny man it's it's, oh, a it's fucking garbage trip. it's great
1: <laughs> yeah it's terrible it's awesome
0: it's it's i feel like when i saw phantom menace but with less emotional damage like as a society we you know when you see a bad, a movie that's that's just bad, like, yeah. but where you go, oh, I'm not going to have anybody agree, disagree with me about this. <laughs> like, I get to, we get to, as a society, rip on this movie forever. That's what this was, and it's kind of great that we've got that. <laughs> and it's not because it's woke; it's because it's shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, proper shit. What a genuine disappointment. <laughs> This is like, like, <laughs> do you know what this is like, right? When, when you, as a millennial who grew up watching Indiana Jones and dreaming of one day owning a home, this feels like I was promised over a marketing period of about six months that I would have a new home. And I got really <laughs> excited about that, right? And then I got the new home and it turned out that the boiler didn't work and that the roof was leaking. And, and was Archimedes just a, was there. And Archimedes <laughs> was there with his wristwatch, and it turned out that the dream was just a pile of nothing shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have been better just being content with crystal skull. I
0: love. I, I love that he like looks at the wristwatch and is like, "Oh, this te- the technology to make wristwatches didn't exist in Archimedes' time." Rather than the fact that it's clearly a Hugo Boss wristwatch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mark me. Oh, right. Yeah. Let's go right. and see that Soto and do yeah. what you want. Yeah. But next week
0: we'll talk about a Star Trek episode, I promise. Yes. We <laughs> yeah. promise. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. The Captain Slog is performed by Mark O'Neill and Eddie Edwards. You can follow both of them on Twitter and Instagram. Mark's at realmarkO'Neil and Eddie is at EdEdwardsComedy. If you like the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter and now on YouTube at CaptainSlog. And we have a Facebook page as well. Or if you really like what we do here, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash CaptainSlog.